You're listening to Fertility Answers Live. Every week, we discuss critical topics related to fertility and infertility with the world's top experts. This episode is brought to you by the Fertility Answers app, the number one source for verified answers to all of your fertility questions. Wellness Wednesday. This is our first Wellness Wednesday in what's going to be a permanent series. We really feel like the topics of wellness are mission critical for those of us who are in the fertility journey, whether you're in the beginning, middle, or you have baby in your arms and you are uh, recovering from being pregnant um, because that adds a whole nother level of stress to uh, everyone's life. I have a very special guest joining who is um, coming at us from one of our favorite partners, Organic Conceptions. And this is her first live. So we are going to make sure that we have a chance to get her connected. As soon as I see her, I'll send an invitation. I don't believe it's not IVF Smartcom, is it? There you are. Okay. She is joining. Here we go. I'm adding. Maybe a great conversation about stress and fertility. Um, we know that stress does not cause infertility. Hey, Erin, can you Am I turn? sideways? <laughs> You're sideways. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there we go. There we go. I had, I had a special tripod, but I'll just use you the know, arm. It's, it is, <laughs> it's the first timer. We're going to help you figure out the tripod. So Thanks. Um, this happens to everyone. Instagram kind of forces everybody to be stacked. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Well, we're, we're thrilled to have you here. I, you know, I want to give some background on organic conceptions and introduce you. You have such a compelling story to share with everyone as well before we even dive into what organic conceptions offers. So let's back up for a second and just open up to us what your path looked like. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, let's see, chicken or the egg. So Mm. when, um, when my husband and I were trying to conceive, um, it took us about five years to conceive our first baby. Um, and we went through the gamut. We tried naturally, we tried, you know, medicine, we tried, um, and then we went and we were going to go for some IVF. And before that we tried IUI. Um, and so we were just kind of up and down the roller coaster Mm. And that's what it felt like. It felt like a ride. Um, and then it wasn't fun. It wasn't a fun ride anymore. I just right, wanted to course. get off the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so during that whole entire time, um, I just, you know, I started to just feel exhausted and mm. overwhelmed and sad and stressed and jealous and like every feeling that you, oh, yeah. um, that, you know, you can feel. And um, at one point I just, we were actually at the table getting educated on going for the next step of IVF. And I just, it was almost like I had stage fright. I just needed to get out. I needed air. And I stopped at the whole entire thing. Um, And it wasn't so much the the medical um, treatments that were making me nervous or the fact that, you know, IVF, it had nothing to do with that. It was just my own personal threshold, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I just said, we need to stop. Um, mm. And I wasn't trying, I wasn't saying I'm going to stop trying to, you know, my goal is still be still to be a mother. Um, mm. But I just wanted to stop the, the anxiety, the stress and, um, you know, just get off the ride. So yeah. I did decide to do that. Um, 
And what I did was I pursued the things that I had been delaying and putting off for, for years, um, you know, and I started to do the things I loved again. Um, and, but really like wholeheartedly, like that was, mm. a, it was I was on a mission. I'm like, I'm just going to get my life back. And I was really enjoying my time. Um, but it wasn't, it didn't last very long because I found myself pregnant um, after about a month and a half of stopping <laughs> trying. Wow. I know. No, it's after five years. After five years. Right. So, and it was such a shock. Like I had no idea. I know, you know, we track our cycles to the point where we're like obsessively looking at, and you would never miss a day late for your period. Right. But my story was, um, I was having some stomach pains and a little nausea and I went to the emergency room because I thought like I ate something or something was wrong with my stomach. Um, I had no idea that I was pregnant. That's how it didn't even occur to you. No. And when the ER doc came in, he was like, let's do some tests and you know, but any chance you could be pregnant and, and you know, you hear those words and I was like, no, not no. a chance. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he was like, well, we can't do x-rays unless we just rule it out. And of course there, and I wasn't just like a little bit pregnant. They could see, like, I was able to get, um, <laughs> I was able to get a test and be able to see the baby's heartbeat and everything because my brain was just completely out of it. Um, and so, so that was our crazy. Wow. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. I would like to hear though that five years because you know the topic yeah. today is stress, is stress and fertility, and absolutely, a five years is a really long time to mm -hmm. be in the struggle. Right. But you you were trying things so often. What impact did that have on your mental health? How did you cope, and what was the impact on your marriage? So I didn't cope, um, and that's what mm. the passion for this uh, you know our business is is that I didn't have any skills. I didn't know how to cope. All I knew is like taking that ride to the fertility doctor. Just that road was like this trigger for Mama, sadness and anxiety and fear and doubt. And I just, you know, I, I was feeling hopeless. And I remember saying to my husband, I just feel so sad. I feel so sad. Like yeah. everything, everything was so sad. Mm. Um, and, and really, you know, if I can look back and talk to myself and say, you know, mm. okay, it's just not, it's just not the time, you know, this just isn't the time that would have been comforting. Um, I just don't know that I would have believed myself. So yeah, I sure. That's yeah. a tough thing to believe. Right. I, I think, and right? well-meaning yeah. people say those things to us all the time, right? And say. it feels, it feels like it's invalidating our experience when other yes. people say it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So for us, you know, we were just so curious. We were curious about, is there, you know, is there something that happened with us or, um, you know, is this typical? And then we started to search and found so many stories like this. Um, mm, and yeah. so, you know, the research that we did led to um, the, the findings that we, women who were able to achieve pregnancy after, you know, years or months of, of struggle there what it wasn't just random there were these nine common themes or stages that women um, and couples had gone through and they were they were like almost exact um and so wow. we, yes and and we were like wow this is this is exactly how it happened to me and this is how it happened to that person no, so we were no, like all right can we take this right. information 
And can we use what we found to actually create like a guide for people mm -hmm. wh wherever they are in their struggle to, you know, to get through it um, and to understand? Because I think that's what, I think that's the missing link, right? When we're in a struggle, it's hard to zoom out and see exactly what's happening with us. Oh, it's very hard. I, I had a mentor once, I've always used this term where he calls it, you're in the bottle and you can't read the label. Yes. That's so and I, I've always loved it. And mm -hmm. you're right. Now, some people, they naturally can zoom out or, but most of us are just mired in the weeds and we can't really see past our emotions. Right, right. And even if we can, you know, maybe we don't exactly know what to do to get out of it. I mean, you know, everybody. Can I think that that's it. What do I do? I mean, that's yeah. what everybody comes to it. What do I do? I desperately want my baby. I desperately need to have this happen. Right. And you were in that place. I mean, five years is mm. such a long time. And then time. another four with my second baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there was no clear reason why it took that length of time. Right. I mean, you were never di formally diagnosed with something you ended no, up so having. We, right. We had unexplained infertility. Um, so, right. We just, I mean, you know, that's a double edged sword. People say, Oh, that at least you didn't have anything going on against you. Oh Lord. I hate that diagnosis. And I hate that right. comment. It's the worst because <laughs> the worst. you don't, you don't have anything tangible to grab mm -hmm. onto or to move towards or to do right. Uh, to adjust in, so you're trying every weird little thing that you read yeah, <laughs> and then you can get obsessed with that. Just like obsessing about treatments and anything else. Yeah. It just becomes yeah. like this perpetual obsession. Yeah, we, we have someone who, who's um, joined us today who saying, you know, when people feel like they have the right to comment on what you're going through mm, and it feels yeah. like a dagger to the soul. How yes. did you deal with that part? You know, your friends, your family, your parents you know, and when you were having those jealous moments of everybody else seems to be getting pregnant, why is this happening to me? Yeah. When you have those moments, how, how were you dealing with, with the, that awkwardness, the trigger where like, you feel like your soul is being crushed because someone says something really awkward and terrible. They yeah. didn't mean for it to be terrible, but it's, no. it lands terribly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and that's it. People are well-meaning. Um, and so you're asking me how I dealt with it. And I will answer the same way I answered the first one. I didn't mm. very well. However, now on the other side, um, you know, my role at our company is I'm a coach and I work one-on-one -on -one with women. And I now I'm able to soundly give them the advice and the steps in order to like the uh, tools, the right? tools. I mean, that's, right. that's the yeah. thing so you said, I, I didn't have you, any coping tools and now you I have didn't. tools that you can impart with everybody else. So right, talk about right. those tools, yeah, what, what, so, you, what you were missing then that you now have. Yeah. So the first thing is, you know, if you're talking about um, the well-intended, you know, <laughs> family members or people who are, you know, asking how, you know, how's the family planning going or whatever awkward thing that they're asking. Um, you know, I like to say to my clients, <clears throat> if it's someone random off the street, literally you can filter that out by saying not, you know, not, yeah. <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> right. This is not someone who's impacting my life. However, if it's someone that you're seeing, you know, if it's a family member or a friend, you have every right to set a boundary. Um, mm -hmm. And so because it's your life and whatever you're comfortable with, that's, that's entirely up to you. And that's something that you can practice ahead of time because you know people will say stuff. 
um, and just have your one-liner ready, you know. I love that. Have it ready. So have that's it ready. people do in your program, like, because you have a companion book, right? That yes. comes with the Organic Conceptions program. We do, yeah. So, okay, cool. So in that, like, nine-step process, you have a chance to come up with your one-liner responses. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not sure if that's in our workbook. That is, that is something we do in our master classes and in our coaching um, okay. Our group coaching. I love and that though. You yeah. Have to and have it's it all in our messaging, but absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You've got to have your own back. You've got to know, um, you know, what you're going to tolerate and what your, yes. what your intention is. Right. So, and well, the we great do thing. This, th I just wanted to say, Erin, this is, this like makes me giggle a little bit because we do this all the time in our professional lives. Yes. We script things out. Right. We have sort of ways of going about doing things. And there, there's even language sets that become kind of akin to, you know. It's true. Like you get these buzzwords, right, around business and things. And yet nobody takes the time in their personal life to be ready for that. So like how many no. of us have walked away from one of those moments and we think of the best comeback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I like to say these moments are never isolated, right? And so never. we know mm -hmm. it's going to happen again. So you, you didn't miss your opportunity. You're just going to fine tune it. And also That's right. when you do come up with the one liner, it's so important for you to love the reason and love what your message is mm, because you don't why. want an icky feeling like when you when you say yes. something like you know respectfully I'm just you know I don't want to discuss this right now mm -hmm. you don't want it to be layered with dirty shame and you know exactly. fear, right so you lovingly tell yourself I'm going to set a boundary mm -hmm. because you know this is going to serve me and this is going to keep me from you know having to be tri triggered or whatever mm -hmm. you set that up it's, it's part of the, um, it's part of setting up the boundary. It's mm. also self-talk, right? So we're just right. preparing ourselves. It's a little pep rally for yourself. Okay. This is why I'm going to say that. Sure. Yeah. Because it's, it is self-worth, which I have found throughout life is not something that like you arrive at, you have to practice it. Mm. It's and very then, true. And then that reinforces it. So when you speak something that is self-validating, it's your self-worth, it's your expression of self-worth, yeah. and you set that boundary, I feel like it, it, you know, kind of strengthens almost that muscle. And I'm so, I'm so glad you said that because this is all about creating new neural pathways in the brain. We are so mm. conditioned to just people please and to make sure that no one else is uncomfortable, especially as women. Right. right. Yeah. So this is a this is a big step forward, um, and this is so incredibly important to do this work before you have children, yes, <laughs> just to learn right. how right to be to be okay with yourself and to be okay with what's going on and to let other people know. <laughs> and also, let yeah, them that's know, really true. I'm okay with this right now. I'm okay with the place that I'm in. It's awkward, but I just you know I just don't want to go there. Let's just yeah. leave it off the table for now. Yeah, I. I love how you just like tied it even to parenting because we're so focused on baby, baby, baby. And you are talking about teaching people. Um, my, I, I turn my notifications off and they're not working. Yeah. Um, sorry, everybody didn't mean for that interruption, but apparently there there's like breakthrough message coming in. Oh, tying it to your, you're truly learning a tool set that is helping you progress through some very stressful situations when it comes to fertility. But along the way, it's actually giving you a really great tool set that you're going to need when you're a parent anyway. Life skills. And, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What are absolutely. what are some of the other tools that you love like that one where you like know specifically, you know, your your one liners? What's another tool that someone might get from the organic conceptions program or from just, you yeah, know, working so, with you one on one? Sure. So another tool um, is to to understand that when you have um, a feeling, any feeling that you have, jealousy, doubt, any feeling that you have, it's actually, um, it's coming from a thought that is in your mind, right? Mm. And the thought, so we often think like, oh, I'm stressed because, you know, I'm going for a treatment. Mm -hmm. So the treatment is causing the stress, but it's really not the treatment that's causing the stress. It's our thought about the treatment. So that's a huge uh, skill that I teach, um, but I really want, you know, anybody who's listening right now, um, just to take a minute and think about that, like lay out a circumstance that you think is causing you stress, but then think about what are the sentences? Like, what are you telling yourself about it? What are you, what's the language you're using? And then see how you feel when you say the words, right? And, and realize that it's what, what we're telling ourselves about it that's causing the mm. feeling. Yeah. So that's something that I love to work with people um, with. That's a, that's an excellent that's powerful. tool. Mm. I'll give you an example of mine that just popped up. So I'm supposed to do my second embryo transfer and I'm coming up against a, what I think is a pretty big birthday. I'm going to be 45 in just a couple weeks. Okay. And I never in a gazillion years thought that I would be a 45 year old pregnant lady. Because when you're young, 45 feels incredibly old. Yes. And, you know, and then, you know, I had my first son when I was 37 on my own. And so kind of gearing up again to do this on my own and really desperately want to give him a sibling. Yep. The transfer date got pushed back by two months from May to July. Okay. And ironically, I'm supposed to start my, my injections on my birthday. Ah. But for some reason, that two month delay pushed me over the edge. Yes. Yeah. And I started having all these stories pop up in my mind mm -hmm. of, you know, of like, I've waited so long. I'm so old. I mean, these are terrible things to say to yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm scared but you, it won't work. You, and then... you're telling yourself that's the truth, right? Because no, yeah, one would, right. no one would deny that. Like if you talk to your best friend, if you talk to your mom, right? Anybody mm -hmm. that's close to you, if you say those things to them, that they're going to say, oh, that's true, right? Right. But, but circumstances are not <gasps> That's true. a really good point is that we go to our friends and then people use that word true and it yes. totally reinforces yes. what you've told yourself. Right, mm. right. But, but the it's thoughts not true. that we're thinking are not true, right? It's just, mm -hmm. it's not. We have to get real. And that's, that's another skill that I teach is really like, look at the sentence. Is it true? Mm -hmm. Is it? And then if, even if it is like, if, if you can find like a thousand people to say, yes, that's valid. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. yes right. Okay. You're over the age that. Then you so, so what? How, how right? are you letting it feel? How, yeah. are, how is it serving you? Mm -hmm. And are you choosing to keep that thought around? Well, mm -hmm. that's on you then. If you're going to choose to hold on to that and carry that with you. Right. And in your case, no, that's not serving you. You, and mm -hmm. you know that like, so mm -hmm. you get to choose now a thought that's going to support you better. Yeah, which is how exciting. I get to start my medications on my birthday. Happy yes. birthday to me. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. And, and to challenge your brain to say, look, I'm pushing beyond the limit of what I told myself. 
and you're creating a new neural pathway and you're learning to trust yourself mm-hmm. in a whole new way. So the people that you work with, Erin, I, I mean, I, I imagine they're coming to you with incredibly high stress levels. Oh yeah. Yeah. How are those stress levels showing up in their life? Like how can you tell that they're stressed? Do you see it on their face, their body language? Yeah. You know, are they, so, do they poor sleep quality, those types of things? Yeah. Um, so a lot of women actually are coming to me and they are quitting their jobs because they wow. think that, yeah, they're like, there's so much stress in my life. I have to just eliminate something. Oh my and goodness. so they'll quit their job, um, to consume, you know, this entire TTC mm-hmm. and just, and just dive completely into, um, you know, to that, into that life, um, which is, which is telling, you know, if you look at stress from a job is, um, you know, it is, it can be difficult, um, but I, but it's, but people don't think, you know, the stress from fertility treatments or trying or anything could Mm -hmm. be just as impactful. Um, but yeah, people are leaving their jobs. People are having issues in their relationships. Um, yeah, sleep is definitely, you know, when I do ask that question, because, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I do like to know, like, lifestyle, what's happening. Right. S- sleep is impacted. Relationship are, mm-hmm. Relationships are impacted. There's so many things. Do you see so people start to give up their favorite things like you did, you know, where you yes. kind of set aside all those favorite things? Yes. And and that's where I, I'm a bit, big advocate of getting people back into life because as soon as you mm. start to let that stuff go um, and you're obsessing, right? If, if anybody mm-hmm. is just relates to that obsession and, try, and trying and trying and trying and you're not doing the things that you love, then your quality of life is just going to diminish further. Right. And then you're going to feel worse, right? And the whole, the whole thing here, um, if we, I mean, this is taking a leap, um, but I often get here with my clients you know, you're trying to conceive and you want this child because you want to feel good. Like you think it's going to be a wonderful experience and you have, you know, you want to feel a good feeling. Right. And so, but what's happening is you're actually creating along the way during the journey, these negative feelings and these bad feelings. Right. So just not allowing yourself to give up on the good things that are going on or that, that you could be a part of, um, you know, we because we don't know, we don't know if it's going to be four months, four years, you don't right. know how long. So it's not, it's not worth the risk of throwing away those mm-hmm. beautiful moments. And yeah, if I could look back, I would say, Oh, wake up and just enjoy, right. And try, try to enjoy the time now because you don't know. You don't know how long it's going to be. Which is so hard. And I think that that's why I like your program so much is because I had a very stressful pregnancy. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, it wasn't the pregnancy that was stressful. I just had a lot. I, I did have a lot of stress. I, I, I had a traumatic experience that was kind of unfolding while I was pregnant that involved a stalker. Um, I was being threatened on a routine basis, you know, while I was pregnant. And my biggest concern was that I had read a study that, that said that stress was worse to my growing baby than if I had been a smoker during pregnancy. Yeah. And I think we focus so much on like, 
mom, reduce stress, reduce stress, reduce. How the then heck it's was creating I supposed to do stress. that? Yes. It's creating stress. Like, it stop telling me to do stress. that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm being threatened all the time, you know? And yes, I, I had a great job. I was in the, I was, I kept moving, you know, there were, there were all these things. And, and so I've, I have longed to be pregnant again so that I get to enjoy it this time. Because it wasn't the pregnancy itself that I didn't enjoy. It was like, it was life around. I mean, talk about, you know, I mean, I was living in legitimate fear. And I just think about, you know, you give us a pathway for us to reduce our own stress without doing anything magical. Yes. Right. It's not really about like the, the meditation or the yoga and all those things are important, but it's not about that. You're, you're really talking about lifelong skills. Absolutely. And, and also looking at what is going on in your environment that you haven't considered, you know, like social norms are a huge and depending on, you know, what ethnicity, your family's values um, and pressures from society and gender roles um, that all plays a part in. And I always like to say to any client that I start with, you know, I want you to tap into what, what do you want? (laughs) You know, let's not bring, bring on all of the family and all of the, you know, the extra um, baggage that comes along with it. Let's just talk about, let's tap in with you and your, and your significant other Mm -hmm. and let's carve a new path and lay down some new roots and really get clear. And so we look at that. We look at that within the program to make sure that you're telling your story, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people just go along with emotions mm-hmm. and then they're feeling bad and they don't even know why it's not even their shame or their blame or their anything. Um, it's important to really tap into that as well. How long does it take for me to accumulate all these skills with you? I, I need, if I want to dive into the program, I mean, yeah. certainly I, I need the tools and, and also I just need to continue to practice, right? I feel like I learn things sometimes, but it's hard to integrate into life unless yes. you have the practice and the opportunity to talk to somebody like you. So how long does that usually take? So I love that you keep saying practice because that's something that we um, go over and over in our program, that it's so important to, to put these things into practice. We're in an age um, where we're consumers, right? We watch right. TikTok videos, we watch, we listen to audiobooks. like we're, we're, we're mm-hmm. watching Netflix, we're consuming, consuming, consuming. Right. And we think like we're getting smarter and we're learning and we're growing, but we're really just consuming. Mm. <laughs> so unless we put it into practice and start to do the work, then, then it will start to show up in your life. But our program is really um, considerate of that. And we, you know, th- with the workbook um, and the journal, and mm-hmm. our, you know, in our extension of our courses that we offer, um, we allow for lots of opportunity for practice. But um, our program, yeah, so our program, we, we like to say, like, each module takes about a week, um, not to consume the actual audio, you can do that in about, you know, 45 to 50 minutes. But then to, um, you know, go back and reflect and to journal and to start to put it into practice, we like to say, take a week, and really let it sit in and do the work. Um, so, you know, you can do it in about nine weeks. Um, that's if you're really taking your time and yeah. Um, but you can do it, you know, some people say, okay, I'm done with it. And it was like, you know, two weeks, they can consume the entire thing. But then I find those are the people that come back and need coaching because they haven't Mm -hmm. really done the work. Right. That makes sense. That sounds very different than therapy therapy. I usually go in and I just vent. (laughs) <laughs> I vent, yeah. I get validation. I vent some more. I get more validation. <laughs> yeah. 
So we're so, um, I mean, therapy has its purpose and its um, place, um, certainly for longer, you know, term issues. But what we like to think about is, well, with coaching and with our program, is this is very targeted, it's very specific, and we give you tangible, you know, actionable mm -hmm. steps to move you forward and through, right? We want to get yeah. through this. <laughs> yeah, right. Forward and through, right. Yes. I mean, I think about it and the results from your, I mean, people must be living more joyfully. They must be reconnecting, having more intimacy in their relationship. Yeah, yeah. What are, what yeah. are some of the other things that you're seeing that are positive changes? I oh see you, I mean, on the other side of it, and you're just radiant. So is yeah. Mark, your husband, and you guys are just so positive. I mean, yeah. it's hard to picture you in that five-year window because you are just, you radiate positivity. Thank you. Yes, well, it, it definitely takes awareness, right? We have to be aware of how we're showing up at all times. Um, and I forgot your first question because I was just overwhelmed with your compliments. Oh, <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what, are, what are some of the changes, the positive changes you're seeing in the people that you're working with? Oh, yes. So I love our testimonial videos on, on our website. You can check those out because people are just so willing to share like where their minds were when they were going through it mm -hmm. and then what the shift is after. It's, um, it's yeah. beautiful to watch that. Um, but we've had couples who were like completely dead set against um, any alternative approaches, um, whether it's medical or adoption mm -hmm. or surrogacy um, and completely carved, like this is how it's going to go. And this is what it's going to look like. Um, and then after, you know, coaching or going through the program, then they realize, you know, there's, there's a whole new, new world. It's a whole entire different perspective and they're open wow. to, you know, different. So we see that a lot. Um, mm. And then we also just see people who are still, um, you know, trying, but just opening up to life and enjoying mm -hmm. each other as a couple and finding things that they love and, and not denying themselves the things that they would typically, I, I remember this one girl, she was so cute. She was like, you know, I just decided we were going to get Easter baskets for each other because, Aww. you know, she was like, that's something you do with kids. And, but she, but in Aww. her mind, like there were some, some sweet things that she yeah. thought, you know, she would like to do. And she just decided, let's just do it and have fun. That's great. And I, I can, I can share that, um, that, you know, feeling when I was trying. And then when I stopped, um, part of it, of course, was like extreme where I was like, I am, I am not going to think about anything to do with maternal anything. Anything, <laughs> right. Right? But just before that, before I was like made the clean break, I did allow that maternal part of myself in. And I, I wanted to be around children, but not in that jealous feeling that I had mm -hmm. before. I just, I wanted to soak them in because I was like, you know, this might be my only opportunity wow. to, to write. And I just love teaching and mentoring and, doing crafts mm -hmm. or whatever. And you just, you know, I, I allowed that in and that was healing for me as well. Is that what you dove into? Um, when I, when I stopped completely, yeah, when you oh stopped no, completely. no, it was a different, whole different me. I, I dove into, um, I bought myself a, uh, like a Jeep with the top down, you know, the top off <laughs> and <laughs> yep. And I got a personal trainer and I, I just, I, I love like, it. Yeah. I, I really did like me, like I want to be yeah. me. I want to have fun. Extreme self-care. It yeah. was extreme self-care. Yeah. Yes. But it was, it was everything. <laughs> like, oh no, I would never buy a Jeep because where would I put the car seat? Like I mm -hmm. lived so, and I, I don't know if mm. your um, people can relate to this, but I lived in, 
you know, when you walk into the doctor's office and it says, um, you know, you, if, if you're pregnant or you, if you think you're pregnant, right? If you think you're pregnant, well, that's what I was for five years. If you think, oh. I was like, think you're pregnant, right? So, wow. and you do things that are extreme, like, oh, I didn't have sushi and I didn't have anything to drink and I wasn't having any caffeine and I didn't have, you know, so many things and I didn't Such do- rigidity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, women are come to me and they're like, so what exercises should I avoid? And I'm like, just go crazy. So do whatever you love. Do what right. you love. Do what you love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bring yep. joy to your soul. I love yeah, that absolutely. so much. It's really true. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, um, let's connect. We, we, we have, uh, just a couple of people who are hopping on kind of last minute, but, um, let us know how to connect with you. So you're at organic conceptions on Instagram. They can follow, they could drop you a DM, uh, to connect individually with you, Erin. Yes. And then what's the organic conceptions website. So it's www.organic hyphen, um, conceptions.com. And uh, yeah, and if you go, if you, we have an assessment as well that you can take um, just to see where you're at to, to find mm -hmm. out if, you know, emotionally, um, socially, anything that, you know, you feel like you might be having some feelings um, and that this might be overwhelming, we can kind of tell you where you are and let you know if the program is right for you. Excellent. All right. I love that so much, Erin. It is so good to connect with you. Thank you and... so much, Alice. I'm really excited for what Organic Conceptions is making possible for people to replace really, really high stress situations with yes. a toolkit to help. We will have you on another Wellness Wednesday here soon. And Thank you. I so look forward to seeing everybody again. More amazing conversations coming up this week. And tomorrow is Advocacy Day. So make sure you're following Resolve's website, the Fertility Answers um, handle as well on Instagram. We're going to update you on all the important legislative conversations that are happening. We'll see everybody next time, organic-conceptions.com for an incredible, stress-reducing, emotional tool-building uh, program with Aaron and Mark and um, the whole team at Organic Conceptions. Thank you for everything. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.